The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We're talking law and order in the heart of Tennessee this morning. We want you to listen closely, and uh, if you have any questions or comments, join us in conversation. And all you have to do to do that is either text us or call us and talk. All at the same number. You choose what you do when you get that number. 615-893-1450. Lieutenant Clayton Williams is with us right now, along with Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. To both of you, good morning. Good morning, Bart. Good to have you with us today. Larry, pull, pull yours up super close. Let it be your buddy. <laughs> and uh, it's good to have both of you with us today. A lot going on in the community. Uh, this is one of those, we're still in this in-between time. One day it's spring, then we feel like it's summer, then it's, I think tomorrow is going to be back cold or cool again. So it j- keeps jumping back and forth. Does that have any impact on what uh, criminals do? <laughs> you know, I, I think just like anything, the nobody likes to be outside in the rain or the cold. That's so, right. I mean, I think that's probably pretty <laughs> universal. Applies to them as well. But, um, yeah, this time of year, you know, more than, more than the weather, you know, we just came off of all of the school systems, spring breaks. Um, and, you know, as people are preparing for that to kind of come to an end, then, uh, you know, things kind of change get busier and people moving around uh taking trips vacations all those kind of things so uh and i think just more people are like to get out of the house when it's warm uh, i think that's pretty natural so yeah get out but behave respect <laughs> others yeah, yeah and you know and then there's all kinds of events going on and things like that so uh yeah it's just a inner summer seems to be uh kind of a busy season so yeah very definitely Larry, you were busy along with several officers yesterday. We had a tragic crash here in Murfreesboro a little before four o'clock yesterday, and and that uh, the fact team, fatal accident traffic team, uh, crash traffic team, uh, they surmised that it's probably a road rage incident. Right. That's what investigators are looking into as the uh, cause of the uh, crash, that it was a possible road rage incident. And as you know, Bart, in general, you know, road rage is becoming, you know, a little more common on our road rage here in um, Murfreesboro. Increased traffic, you know, people need to um, pack a little patience, you know, leave a little early as opposed to resorting to, you know, getting involved with situations like that. You know, we don't want people to, you know, we want people to avoid any type of road rate situations and, you know, try to um, not get into those situations where, you know, because you never know what that next person may have. They could have a weapon or in this case, you know, the uh, person, you know, used his vehicle as a weapon. And therefore, you know, we see the end results. Uh, a person has lost their lives uh, due to this uh situation and that affects everybody it's almost like a domino effect you know you had traffic tied up 
you know, uh, TDOT did a good job of uh, blocking off those exits uh, to, um, to Broad Street. Therefore, people were sitting, you know, for hours. So that affected, you know, a lot of people on the roads, you know, getting home and trying to pick up their children and things of that nature. So it's almost like a domino effect anytime a situation like this happens. And, you know, again, you know, our heart goes out to, you know, uh, each of those uh, those people involved in this situation yesterday, the person that lost their lives, as well as the uh, other person who was uh, slightly injured. The investigation is still ongoing. Uh, once I get back to the police department, I will talk to the fact team investigators and be sure to give an update to you as well as the rest of the media. Now, when someone does a situation like that, you, you don't have usually the, the, the two strong uh, poles of being well and being dead. Mm -hmm. But that's what you had this time. One, one died there at the accident. Uh, the other one walked away with hardly any injuries. Mm -hmm. And yet both cars were right there crumbled together. Yeah, um, and, and you see that a lot. I mean, and it's, you know, you can, there's a lot at, at, at play, you know, with physics and, uh, you know, vehicle design, uh, what type of safety restraints the person was using, um, you know, and just what was the overall initial health and in, in, of the person, you know, involved. So, yeah, the, it's it reminds you kind of the um, effect of when you have a tornado and, you know, you have one house here destroyed and you have the other one that's standing fine. You know, it's kind of, it, it almost seems hard to believe, um, but there's just a lot of factors at play at that that can uh, lead to those injuries. And that's, as Larry said, that's even in what would seem like a minor accident, um, you know, when you're moving in that area of town, I think that's, that's a 55 mile an hour speed zone when you're moving that fast and, you know, lose control and things start making contact with each other or you leave the roadway. I mean, the potential for harm and death is just significantly increased. So, um, and as I think Larry made a great point about how costly this one act is to everybody, you know, with the, you know, this somebody's frustration led to something that uh, totally, uh, you know, well, we'll wait and see, but seemingly avoidable by this person's actions uh, and then ties up traffic, ties up resources that are, you know, taken away from other folks and then just impacts the whole community and the, and the loss, you know, and the sadness of that and seemingly uh, frivolous nature. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. As we look around, we think these are relatively new what's happening to people, why are they doing these things. And so I did a, a search on road rage to see if we could find out how far back does this go. Uh, and the first use of the word road rage came about uh, on April the 2nd, 1988. Mm. Uh, in a Florida newspaper, they used the word road rage. Mm. So. Uh, it's been around for a while, and that was about the time uh, interstates mm -hmm. were really, yeah. uh, it was uh, two years prior to that that all 50 states had interstate uh, highways. Not before that, we didn't have them everywhere. Mm -hmm. In fact, we didn't have them in Murfreesboro until, uh, what was it, the 70s almost? Because they stopped it at Davidson County Line. <laughs> Uh, and and didn't uh, the, the old Fort Parkway wasn't there right. was a farm right uh, and there was no interstate out there wow so that does bring traffic and uh, maybe it brought road rage I don't know all right Bart there was a recent study by the American Automobile Association that says 
80% of drivers had experienced at least a road rage at least once, you know, in the past year. 80% had experienced road rage, you know, within the last year. So that shows you how impatient some drivers are. You know, they, they don't want to wait, you know. And the thing about it is, like, if you ever had to take a um, defensive driving class for getting a, <laughs> a citation and you don't want it to go on your record, uh, <laughs> and they often show a video of this um, driver trying to skirt through traffic and he passes this little blue-haired lady and then he makes it up to the traffic light and here's the same little blue-haired lady right beside him. So he saved no time at all, but he put people in danger. So that, you know, so again, I hate to keep being cliche-ish, but, you know, pack patience, leave a little early, and that could avoid you from becoming uh, involved in a road rate situation. And then you can get angry, too, by seeing a car weaving in and out, yeah. and then you start doing the same thing that they're doing, yeah. uh, creating dangerous situations for those around you, and if you have anybody with you, a dangerous situation for yeah. those in your car as well. You almost have to, <laughs> you almost have to take a moment mentally prepare before mm. you know if you're going to, especially if you have to commute to Nashville or something like that on 24. You know, you <laughs> Larry was sharing the experience the other day. He had to go to town back to Nashville, and he's like, "Man, I don't, I don't wish that on anybody." You know, and but you know, things happen. You get rerouted. There's a traffic accident. There's a broken down vehicle. There's a traffic stop. You know, something like that, and it just kind of compounds. So you almost have to, you know, mentally prepare to say, "Hey, look." I've got plenty of time. I'm going to take my time, you know, and, and just not be part of this, you know, and not engage in that. So, um, yeah, it's – but it, I think, Larry's the statistic is indicative of we all feel a little bit of that pain. It all manifests different degrees, thank goodness, and most of it to nothing. But uh, we all feel that stress. Buckle up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be, are we going to start wearing crash helmets too? <laughs> well, you know, I joked about that when the seatbelt – I. I became mandatory you know that was kind of a uh, for my generation that was a big deal you know i mean uh, and i just was like i can't believe we're seeing this to where you're saying you've got to wear your seatbelt in the car you know and and I've, i obviously see the the effects of that and the benefit of but often you know now you've got airbags in the front the side the top the back i mean they're they're everywhere. literally everywhere in the car um i think that's why the big push my the th on the autonomous vehicles is because it's the last thing that they can that they can change the human behavior in order to prevent some of these things from happening because the cars the designs of them it's amazing the way that they manufacture these things now and require them you know to take an impact so it's that's the last piece left is the driver action but we still have to start on time don't uh, give right. ourselves we just don't give ourselves enough time to do anything that's right that's right and so, uh, we, and that's why we are getting in a hurry when we go places. So this morning, if you're getting ready to head off to work, leave on time. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Larry is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look at some other things happening. We understand there's been uh, quite a few cars broken into. We're back again on, I thought we were away from that for a while, but I guess as the weather warms up a bit, people are out. When maybe they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, the, that is one thing that comes along with warm weather, especially in the evenings um, and, and nighttime hours. And people are um, more apt to that are going to conduct criminal activity during that time uh, to to be doing so, especially uh, 
a lot of times these car break-ins, uh, it, it's resulting of often young, uh, even juveniles. So um, it's, you know, we want to remind everybody as always, we've been saying it for, I remember when the Larry first came on, that the theme about uh, Park Smart and then the 9 o'clock routine, you know, and it's that's been years ago now, but we're still having to constantly come back to the same thing and remind folks, lock your cars, don't leave anything valuable in there and you know uh, when you're going places and uh, just it's it's something that if we can help prevent um, and and try to reduce drastically if everybody does their part are you finding that people are still leaving guns or has that uh, reduced a bit I don't know if I want to say it's reduced I mean we still see incidents of that every now and then um, they seem to uh, kind of come in spurts so um, it, I don't know that it's necessarily seen an uptick or, or decrease at the moment. It, it seems to be uh, more steady. But we want to encourage you: do not leave your guns yes. in the car. Yes. No. It's a it's it's a dangerous situation, and, and it's a prime opportunity for would-be criminal uh, to arm them uh, and and also you know entice that kind of behavior. Our phone number is six one five eight nine three. 1450-615-893-1450. Here's a person who uh, writes saying that they are having problems with kids walking through the yards. Uh, not so much in the daytime, that's okay, but uh, late at night after 10 o'clock. And these are kids that are about 9 or 10 years old. What can be done and uh, are other people having a similar problem? Um, in a situation like that, I mean, call us, especially if they're they're underage um you know they're not supposed to be out um at at that time of evening without you know an adult or guardian so um call us uh, we'll be happy to respond and and figure out where they're supposed to be and help them get back to where it is that they're uh residing um i don't know i can't speak for asked about other people um that's not a common complaint we get other than when folks are looking for potential unlocked cars but you know that's something that it also could be some suspicious activity so uh, whether the intent is good or not uh, don't hesitate to call us on that at uh, 615-893-1311 and uh, we'll get an officer out right away well you brought up something that i think a lot of people may not know even if they have lived here for a while but especially the newcomers to town is there a curfew here for certain ages well not necessarily a a curfew per se um i'm gonna before i misquote bart let me come back to that i'm gonna pull up the the ordinance while we're talking about it uh, but you know especially like in our um, under 18 you know it's if we somebody who's not an adult uh and they're not accompanied by a parent or guardian you know that's something that's going to be something that's suspicious that we're going to want to look into just if for no other reason for the welfare of that child uh, or young person. So um, let me get uh, that ordinance pulled up, and we'll come back to that in just a minute. But Okay. So that's, uh, there, there are some laws that you need to be aware of and uh, abide by them. Mm-hmm. So those are things that... Uh, now, I know we had asked uh, before, and I've forgotten the answer, but uh, this sort of hits along with that, the Neighborhood Watch program, Social media is taking a lot of the place of Neighborhood Watch, but it's a matter of getting to know your neighbors. 
Mm -hmm. That's the secret to it. Are there any programs being offered now to encourage people to get to know their neighbors? You know, organically inside those neighborhoods, um, you know, I I can't speak to that, but I do know uh, we have uh, Sergeant Denton and Sergeant Turner who are still uh, part of their um, roles and responsibilities are to help facilitate and help those would-be folks who want to form those kind of groups uh, to get organized. Um, And if that's something that uh, anyone was interested in, uh, they can contact them there at the police department, Sergeant Denton or Sergeant Turner, and um, they'd be more than happy to, uh, even if it's a, I know we've even had some of those groups either come to the police department and meet to get their kind of initial setup going, or even if it's part of the neighborhood, a lot of the neighborhoods may have like a a centralized clubhouse or, or, you know, community area, you know, they can do that. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're always happy to, to do those things. It's amazing how people get together and what brings them together. We have a story on today's uh, newsletter on the WGNS website about a dog that was just roaming the neighborhood, uh, has brought the Riverview area together. Uh, it took them about a year to somebody to, to get the dog because he's a little jumpy or a lot jumpy. Hmm. And uh, now they've got him back to good health, uh, and they're wanting to know, does somebody uh, want to adopt the loving dog and give it a forever home? Wonderful story there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that dog brought people together. Wow. Because uh, they wanted to, I, I guess it's trying to solve something together, and their desire was to, to find it a forever home. So That's always a good positive story. Um Speaking of lost and wandering home, I got that ordinance pulled up. I, I knew I would get the numbers wrong. I was thinking it was 10 to 6, but it's uh, so for anybody under 18, without there are some provisions, but just in general, out without an adult, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Sunday through Thursday, and 12 p.m. 12 midnight to 5 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. So if you see somebody out and um, they're just kind of seemingly wandering and, and not without supervision of adult, uh, then yes, that's a violation of city ordinance and an officer can, can assess that situation to determine if they meet one of the provisions for they may be going to or from work, they may be needing to run an errand for the, the parent, um, but if they're just out uh, for no good reason, then we definitely want to get them reunited with their uh, guardian or parent. Very definitely. So. Uh, just notify the police if yep. that if you see that. Just give us a call, 615-893-1311, and we'll get somebody on the way. We will be back in just a moment. We've gotten a few more questions. We'll jump on those, too. Stay with us. If you want a question uh, answered, the number to call, to talk or text, you're in control, 615-893-1450. Stay with us. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land. WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. The final goodbyes, they're most dear to my heart. This is Jenny Harrison at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Last funeral that I did, I added a extra ribbon to her paw and it mentioned her wings were ready, but our hearts were not. And she loved it. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. 
Plus, we offer delivery to all Rutherford County and as well as surrounding counties. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go. You can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. One of the best things about coming to Animal City is the knowledgeable and caring staff. Animal City offers gift cards in any denomination. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. This is Amanda, inviting your family to come in and do business with my family. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. A steady flow of traffic continues out of Wilson County, headed towards John Nashville on I-40 going westbound through the Mount Juliet area. It's been quiet as far as accidents, delays out in the Dixon County area as it starts to build, however, on 40 East all the way up through Kingston Springs. It wants to run a little bit slow and heavy at times, right on schedule actually on 24 westbound at OHB, just trying to sneak up through that section of uh, Antioch. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring. They're also catering. If you haven't been there in a while, check out that menu it is so good. Princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon. Otherwise, partial sunshine develops a high in the mid-80s. Tonight, chance for rain and storms a low 50. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 71. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. We're talking law and order this morning. If you want to join us, the phone number to call, 615-893-1450. You determine whether you talk or text. And with us this morning, Lieutenant Clayton Williams, along with Public Information Officer Larry Flowers from the Murfreesboro Police Department. That number again to join us this morning, 615-893-1450, our Big winners this morning, Trevant Johnson, who is 20, is our birthday winner, wins the delicious banana pudding from our friends at the Slick Pig, and also Amy Brooks is our good neighbor of the day, always caring, loving, and always available, a very caring person. Amy receives flowers from all the folks over at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, Jenny Harrison over there making folks happy every day at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Our number again, 615-893-1450. We're talking about things you need to be aware of, things that uh, just sort of help us a little bit during uh, some of these spring days. And today will be a spring day, supposed to be up around 80 today. 
So as leaves start coming back on the trees, we don't think about this too often, but that creates uh, problems if the trees or any bushes are low as you pull out into traffic and you can't see. Uh, that creates a problem. We we still have some pretty leafless leafless trees <laughs> out there. Yeah, but give us you know we'll look out one day and they'll all be full. Yep. Yep. So uh, if you have a problem right now, or if you see a bush that looks like it's hanging over the road, uh, if it's in your yard, sort of trim it before all the leaves get on it. That creates a problem each time, each year. Yeah, there. I will say that our street department does a really good job of <clears throat> maintaining those things. But, you know, the citizens and their own properties, they can definitely give them a hand by doing some of that themselves. And uh, if not, you know, feel free to call those things in because we definitely don't want to cover up a stop sign or, or block a view or uh, from somebody that's uh, trying to make a turn or, or get through traffic so that, you know, potentially could block their vision. Yeah, it could cause road rage. You never <laughs> that, that that's, too spiked at anything uh did we have any problems i know last week we had the issues up in reedyville also uh, over uh, around eagleville had some for the sales community had some uh, storm damage did we have any in murfreesboro itself trees down what have you i think we had some limbs down but i don't think we had anything that rose to the uh, level of having to send out crews and do any kind of response um I would have to double check with fire and, and, and electric on that, but I know for us, we had a brief. I think we had a brief power outage, but it wasn't. It was just for a very short time, um, and, and everything operations and everything continued to, to run smooth. Our hats off to Middle Tennessee Electric. They serve all of the area. I couldn't believe what they did over in the Reedyville area. I mean, that infrastructure for that entire community was pretty well mm -hmm. demolished. And when they got there that morning, they got onto the scene before the sun rose. Mm -hmm. uh, the storm went through, I think, around 2 o'clock that time frame. So they were there before the storm, before the uh, sun came up, working on starting getting poles back, lines up. And their goal was to try before the day ended to, uh, to have mm -hmm. things at least back up again. Well, they did, and mm -hmm. they did it in 19 hours. Wow. Mm -hmm. They installed all new utility poles, put up new wiring, had the uh, electricity in the wiring. Of course, everybody couldn't uh, get electricity because right. some of the houses were gone. Or, right. So, but but they, they are ready. Mm -hmm. They are ready. Yeah, we've got a great, um, great partners within public service and utilities, uh, you know, throughout, and it's it's always... It's always a relief when you're dealing with those situations, knowing that you know you have such capable uh, people, not only serving within but at the helm of those organizations, and knowing you know what to do and, and committed to getting things done and working together. And it's good to see uh, law enforcement working together, fire departments. Uh, whenever there's a need, uh, those corridors that seem to say this is the county line, this is the city limits. Those go away. Yeah, my, I heard a little bit of the show. I guess it was Monday when uh, Mayor uh, Carr was on and the sheriff and you guys. He was talking a little bit about that and yeah, you know those things. They're there for a reason. But uh, when uh, crisis or a tough time comes, you know that those kind of things just kind of fade to the back. You know the priority is 
helping folks that need it and doing the right thing. So um, we're thankful for our partners within the county and also our cities that border us because uh, we all kind of have that same mentality and always willing to help each other. Our phone number, by the way, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Here's a person who's saying that they love to ride bicycles, but they still don't feel comfortable in uh, this area because they say that the cars are not watching out for them and the cars are in the bike lanes sometimes. Are they supposed to be there? And what kind of a law are they breaking when they drive in bike lanes? Well, driving in a bike lane, it would be a a lane violation, just like um, um, driving off the road or anything like that. Um, You know, I remember, I believe it was Thompson, I want to say Thompson Lane, or maybe River Rock Boulevard may have been some, two of the first places I remember seeing that they put in bicycle lanes. Um, you know, and it was kind of a, a new thing for Murfreesboro because you didn't have that many people that commuted via bicycle or, uh, you know, frequented that a lot. Um, but I think it's definitely a reality that this person brings up as, you know, traffic continues to be more and more congested. And if you've got a local commute, maybe you want to use your bicycle to, you know, to help expedite that. But all that said, uh, you know, I think drivers may not be used to seeing that, um, and it may be an education issue um, because they don't. A lot of people I don't think realize that a bicycle, if there is no bike lane, they have the same uh, rights and right away in the lane itself as a car. Um, cars can pass, but they have to leave at least five feet. Um, so I think it, part of that's an education issue, and some of it just. Uh, you know congestion itself so uh, i would just tell anybody use caution but bicyclists do have just as much right there in the roadway to use it as as need be but as this person said accidents happen even the things that aren't intentional uh, you are definitely it's kind of just like we talk about our folks on motorcycles you're more exposed and if you do get into an accident the potential for injury is is obviously heightened and we were having a, a problem with pedestrians being hit by vehicles for a while. That seems to have slowed a bit, but uh, is it the season, or why, why did that change? Well, I think a lot of it, um, well, one thing, I know last year we applied for a pedestrian safety grant and were awarded that, and we actually went out and did some, it was more of an education um, initiative than it was an enforcement, so we had a lot of officers actually going out uh, broad on Broad Street here through you know say from church to medical center or maybe even down um, uh, there near Fair Brothers because in, in South Church Street we had a lot of those uh, pedestrians being hit because a lot of them were crossing without a signalized intersection or an intersection at all they were trying to cross six seven lanes of traffic um, without you know being there with any kind of signal or crosswalk so when you do that um, Number one, it's it's illegal. Number two, it just the the potential for you to get hit is just uh, astronomical. I mean, I wouldn't want to play those odds at all. Um, so, we've applied for that grant again this year. Just to mention, I talked with uh, Lieutenant Walker just yesterday. They're getting ready to start that initiative again, and they've actually got some um, things that they're going to hand out this year. Uh, they're reflective. Um, pieces of material that you can either put on your wristband you got some that have like a clip that you can put on your backpack they've got some that you can attach to other pieces of clothing or garments hopefully that for folks that 
do have to walk um, if they're out at night or low light that'll give them some kind of visibility because we we saw that a lot too in some of these accidents that would happen at night people would be wearing wearing almost black clothing totally and it's just almost impossible for a car to see that so um, yeah we, I don't know why it's seems to have um, ebbed I don't know if words getting around maybe some of that enforcement is working um, but I think you know that potential, as we talked about earlier, with the weather being what it is, um, you, you'll see more people moving around, trying to access parks and waterways and things like that. So. Here's a, a listener asking a question about two specific incidences. One is uh, speeders, speeders on East Northfield, uh, and they say that uh, they are also running the traffic light at the intersection of East Northfield and Highland. Is there anything that can be done? Sure, um, we'll pass that. In, I'll, we'll pass that information on directly. But uh, I want to remind folks about our um, traffic complaint um, reporting system, which is perfect for something like this. I'll let Larry talk about it about how to get to that, and it, this is an ideal situation for to be used for this. Sure, um, on our webpage, um, www forward slash 1781 forward slash police are you uh, kidding we got to remember all that <laughs> or you can just simply go oh, there's to a link the, that says uh, police on the murfreesboro uh city webpage and and click on the icon that says police and uh basically on our home page there's a traffic complaint form and uh basically you know for you know violations like speeding red light violations stop signs you know noise violations uh reckless driving things of those nature you could fill out the form it goes directly to our traffic supervisors uh, and every single complaint that comes in those supervisors uh, lieutenant walker uh, will look at them they will deploy resources to those areas that are uh, uh, that we get repeated uh, complaints on so this is the perfect way to um, you know report something of this nature because you know our officers can't be everywhere at the same time so um, again this is uh, one way to do that and you know there at the police department you know we do take any and all traffic complaints seriously and you know our traffic unit will you know work hard to address them as a matter of fact Clayton when we want to jump in and talk about we just recently you know added additional officers to our uh, traffic uh, um, uh, unit yeah uh, you know it comes up every time I know we're here and almost any time you're in a conversation about you know the growth of, of the city you know traffic is always it's right there at the front edge of, of those conversations and uh, realizing that and recognizing that um, chief uh, decided to uh, go ahead and move some resources to full-time traffic enforcement in response um, we'd We've always had folks in, that dealt with traffic issues, but it was also on top of uh, answering the radio for service and things. So um, we've now got a dedicated team that covers from, um, I think it's six in, or I think it's six in the morning, uh, all the way till uh, late in the evening with some of our DUI units. So um, and they are taking just like these, excuse me, these complaints. They work those into their um you know normal operating uh, goals that they're going to look at and things they're going to areas they're going to focus on and in ways that they're trying to make impact and they also look at crash data to try to focus on areas where we're having higher 
numbers of crashes or higher numbers of injury crashes. So you'll, if you haven't already seen some of those folks doing some of those saturation patrols, um, it's something you'll probably see more and more of in the future. So we're, we're excited about that and excited about what those folks are going to be able to do. All righty. So be aware of that. So when you go to your website and file an area that you're concerned with, like this person talking about people running the traffic signal at East Northfield and Highland, mm -hmm. uh, that goes in there and this team, uh, they will be watching that area. Well, and the good thing about it is if you, if you fill out the form, put the information in, they'll actually even follow up with based with on, you. yes, so there'll be some kind of closure to either okay yes we did find a problem and here's what we've done or hey we went and noticed and, and didn't see a problem is there something more information that you you know so it's just a way that those folks that uh, residents especially who see these ongoing issues can have some kind of resolution to know what's being done okay here's another listener who's asking they said we don't have quite the same problem but we still have a problem with speeders uh, we live uh, on a relatively small street that uh, doesn't have a lot of uh, side roads on it, but we do have a fair amount of traffic. And in the afternoons, they seem to drive faster. I don't know if it's kids or just people in a hurry, but it is concerning for our young children who are playing in the streets. Uh, what can we do about that? Um, I would probably, again, same same situation if you know if you feel if you have the time to fill out that complaint um, that would be great that would help us uh, to you know direct those resources that way if you don't you can call us 615-893-1311 um, you can report it that way um, any way you can get that information to us and we'll definitely take those seriously and respond to them and uh, you know we want to obviously we can't go everywhere every day but if it's something that we know is an area that needs some attention uh, you know we'll work that in to the areas that they're focusing on a few years ago there were some traffic speed bumps or whatever humps whatever you want to call them uh, put in on some of the roads off of Dijarnet. Mm -hmm. uh, the mayor had said that that proved pretty good as far as reducing traffic uh, have there been any more added in places and if not uh, would people be able to request those in their streets? I don't know of any more that have been placed. Um, however, I think they're open to that conversation. Uh, and again, that would be something they would need to work with our city traffic and engineering department uh, to talk about that because they're the ones that do all the um, I get behind the scenes work to determine if those will, are necessary and where they'll be placed and how that project will manifest and determining you know all the the particulars of that because there's a lot that goes into it so uh, i would just encourage anybody if they, especially if it's a homeowners association or a group um collectively it would probably be better than just individuals calling you know and and, and sitting down and having conversations with those folks there at our uh, city hall is that the same with signage as well signage is handled out of yes it's out of traffic and engineering as well and they deal with they're more with um speed limits and traffic control signs <clears throat> if you got an issue with a street sign or something like that that would be with the street department so but okay. you could start with any one of those places and they'll get you where you need to go we're going to pause for just a moment check on the uh, latest weather and then we'll be right back and this will be the final segment of our show so if you have a question that you've been needing an answer to, but 
for one reason or another have not called us, do so. You have about four or five minutes to get it in. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. What do you like most about Adam's Place? My apartment. I love my apartment. It's roomy, and I've got lots of books, and I've got room for everything, and my little dog likes it, so we're happy in my apartment. We're talking with Betty Kirksey. The people are nice. Everybody that works here, I have found it. They're really nice. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Hi, this is Jenny at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Give your family and friends something else to feast their eyes upon when they sit at your dinner table. Ryan Flowers would love to create a beautiful centerpiece for your table. Flowers from Ryan's Flowers Coffee and Gifts makes any occasion more special. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Plus, we offer delivery to all Rutherford County and as well as surrounding counties. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, be more CyberZen. Get NordVPN. With a few simple clicks, NordVPN will block online trackers, secure your devices from malware-infected downloads, and block access to malicious websites. With NordVPN, enjoy internet without trackers, without malicious websites, without malware-ridden files. Be more CyberZen. Catch the special deal now at nordvpn.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I, 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 I can a radio that's kind of possessed. It's coast-to-coast coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. Welcome back. We're in the final segment now. 615-893-1450. If you have a question, if you have a comment, let's, let's share these ideas. By the way, um, I know you have a Citizens Police Academy group. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are always in the planning stages, in the 
operating stages. Uh, it's a great group to be a part of. Do you know of one of those coming up uh, relatively soon so people can sort of put that on their calendar in advance? Yeah, we uh, have a North Spring as well as a Fall. Uh, I would have to check with uh, Sergeant Denton to see when the next one is available. But you can also, um, typically when there's one, I'll post on our social media pages that registration is open. But um, we do have our... You know, if parents are looking for something for their students to do this summer, uh, we have a junior officer summer camp that's coming up. We're going to host three weeks this week on July 10th through 14th, July 17th through 21, and uh, July 24th through 28th. Registration just opened on April 1st uh, for those campers. $50 per camper, and there's nowhere else you can get uh, a week of uh, camp for 50 bucks. So uh, we encourage... Um, Murfreesboro City School students to take advantage of the first and the third week of camp and then that second week of camp from July 17th to 21st it will be open to all students uh, students who are entering third through sixth grade and um, it's going to be held at uh, Mitchell Nielsen Primary School uh, the first and third week and then that second week will be held at the Murfreesboro Police Department and students you know will get a tour of the department. They will go over safety. They will have days of fun. Uh, the highlight of, uh, of the summer camp is when they get to play uh, dodgeball against the officers. And the <laughs> officers are so serious, like these are kids. And, and so, so uh, we have to you know, simmer them down a little. But the kids, they go after the officers uh, during that do dodgeball uh, tournament. So, um, so again, applications are available online. You can go to the uh, Murfreesboro Police uh, website and um, click on Junior Officer Summer Camp and all the information you need is there. So they actually get to go to the police department, see what it's like, and because uh, that's a fascinating place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we've got one of the best equipped police departments probably in the state. <clears throat> uh, I mean, you're able to do amazing it's it's almost like a TV show. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're very blessed, <clears throat> and part of that, the tour, you know, that they'll do a tour there and do some things there. But they also have some activities um, other than there and offsite that throughout those camps that they will keep them busy and the kids really enjoy it and have a good time. So, um, yeah, I, there's that. We'll say they do fill up sometimes. So uh, that application's been open since the first. So if anybody's interested, go ahead and jump on that. And Larry, again, how do, how do you who do you sign up with? <laughs> sure. If you just simply go to the MurfreesboroTN.gov webpage and click on the police icon, and once you get to the police page, you want to go to our community engagement section, and therefore you'll see the junior officer summer camp uh, uh, link there. And once you click on there, it has all the information you need. Also, you can go to our uh, social media pages. I have it posted there. There's even a QR code you can scan that will take you directly to uh, the web page with all the information you need. But there are three camps this, this year, uh, again, July 10th through the 14th, July 17th through the 21st, July 24th through the 28th, $50 per camper for students entering third through sixth grade. The first and the last camp is for Murfreesboro City School students only. That second week, uh, July 17th through the 21st, is for all students. 
40 students per camp so it's going to go fast so you have to sign up quickly line up and <laughs> get in there yeah. I mean, you'll have a ball larry before we leave uh we've got about an hour about a, a minute <laughs> oh no another <laughs> hour <laughs> about a minute left you did a good job of uh sort of giving us some ideas of things to do to reduce road ridge rage which killed sadly a person right. yesterday what's the main thing you think we need to be aware of Again, you know, like I said, with increased traffic on the streets of Murfreesboro, you can't go anywhere fast in our city. You know, just pack a little patient, you know, and do not uh, engage with other drivers. You know, they want you to look at them. They want you to throw that third finger and things like that. Uh, Do not engage them. Just simply go about your business, you know, slow down, let them go ahead and uh, because it's not worth losing a life. And unfortunately, yesterday, uh, a life was lost in our city because of road rage. And uh, again, we will unpack exactly what happened. I'll update you as well as the rest of the media later today to show who was at fault and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, it's a sad ending, you know, a tragic day on the streets of Murfreesboro yesterday. Lieutenant Clayton Williams and PIO Larry Flowers with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department.